Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health. Caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, Arco Arena. In my mind, it's surprisingly good, mostly instrumental by the Sacramento-based band Cake. Um, no, There's no longer an Arco Arena, or at least that's not where the Kings play, if there is. I don't know. But um, the Grizzlies will be on the road against the Sacramento Kings tonight. So uh, I missed a lot while I was away, including— I was Yeah, I, I scoffed at that, and then you reminded me of all the right. stuff you missed. Right. And like, you're yeah, right, I you did. did. Yeah. Well, I, I kept up because I would go to this cafe— and I'd log on, and I'd go to the Daily Memphian, and I'd read your stuff and Drew's stuff. And uh, and according to you, I missed the best MLK game ever yeah, and maybe. the best game of the season against the Cavs. Could, but both those things are possibly true, yeah. Is, uh, is there another contender? What, what is another contender for best MLK game? Did you? I, I don't I, 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 know. I, 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 you know, those, those are both game 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 night story column. So I was sort of flying off the handle a little bit. I don't know if, I don't right. know if those assertions are totally true. But, but it was they, great. But they might be true. It was great. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of MLK games that haven't been great. Like right. they're re- they were losing record, you know, you know, still uh, overall on those. So there's that. But yeah, no, that game was really good. I'm, I'm struggling now to remember it. It seems like it happened a year ago. <laughs> they beat the hell out of the Suns, right? But I wrote about it, and yeah. and it was the revenge game against the Suns, and the game was quite good. And then the the follow up game against Cleveland was even better. That was a truly great. I was just a great basketball game. It was better because the Grizzlies won it. But 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 even setting aside that, it was just a really gripping, um, good game. So all that happened, and then I I uh, and then I get home and I I get my minivan at the airport. And I'm driving home, and I turn on the radio, and I listen to the great Eric Castletine. And as I, the Grizzlies seem to have the win in the bag. And uh, and then Desmond Bain, the first play I hear is Desmond Bain getting stripped of the ball. Right. And going down into, going down to defeat by the Lakers. And then you read about all this uh, Shannon Sharp, as you call it, Shannon Sharp nonsense. And yeah. then they... And then they lose yesterday to the Suns. This is the ebb and flows of the season. What is this? It's interesting. I, you know, we'll see what happens tonight in Sacramento. I'm probably going to write my my you know weekly Grizzlies column, my long form Grizzlies column. I do. I'll probably write it tomorrow. Probably start working on it this afternoon, and we'll see what happens tonight. But there is, you know, to to, to the degree you want to play like am, armchair sports psychologist, there is an interesting parallel between these these two games they've lost in a row, and then the two games they lost in a row right before the 11 game winning streak in which they both started with a national TV road game against a high-profile opponent. 
that featured a lot of drama and noise beyond the mere basketball, and then they lose the game, and then they come out flat the next game. In both cases, they have to be the next game against the Phoenix Suns teams without Devin Booker. There's another parallel, right. which I don't think is meaningful, but this sense of you have this big, high-profile moment with all this drama and all this stuff. So it's the Warriors game, Christmas, Christmas the Warriors, and then the Lakers, game, game. And the Lakers game. So there's all this drama and all this noise, and then you lose, <sighs> and then you come out flat the next day. And it, it, and to me, it makes me wonder a little bit about sort of the psychology, the, uh, the fiber of a young team. And may, maybe that's not fair, but I do wonder about that a little bit. Well, the other parallel people have suggested is the – is the parallel between uh, going to New York and going to L.A. There is something about that. And that. Um, and whether this you enjoy the nightlife in those places because— Oh, when I was watching the Laker game, I was, I was I'm certain not alone, but I was thinking that very thing. It was like, ah, they must have had a good time last night in L.A. Whereas the Golden State game was just—they very clearly—they were just— Punked like they they, yeah, yeah. they, they, they no. that that was not they had been out partying in San Francisco. They, they built up what was already a big moment, and then they, they did made they a did, and then they didn't respond out, to it. Came out flat. Yeah, in that one, they are now twenty and three at home, eleven and twelve on the road. Jeffrey went through a bunch of the road records of other teams in the West, and none of them are great, which is unusual. I, I wrote about this at one point earlier in the season, and I, I don't have to go back and relook it up. I want to say what I found was of the last from the last five years, of the last ten teams to make the NBA Finals, one from each conference. The last five years, the only one that had a losing road record was the Miami Heat, and that was in the bubble, a second like right. fifth seed or whatever. So typically, like if you're going to go to the NBA Finals, you're not going to be a team that's struggling like this on the road. To your point, someone from the West has to go to the NBA right. Finals, and no right. one's doing great on the road right now. Is that is that a, a further sign that? The Grizzlies happen to be in second in the West, um, and maybe because they're marginally healthier. There's been injuries everywhere. Maybe it's because they're marginally more motivated game in, game out to prove themselves than some veteran teams. In other words, is it just that none of these teams are are particularly dominant teams? Dominant teams win at home and do it on the road. These are all good teams, or a lot of them are good teams, and so they win at home and they don't win on the road, And, and it's a muddle. When you think about over the you know the last twenty years or whatever the re- recent generation of basketball, the teams in the West that have come out of the finals, you think about you know the Shaq and Kobe teams, uh, the Kobe and Powell teams. You think about right. the Steph Curry um, Warriors teams, both with and without Kevin Durant. You think about all the different Tony Parker. I can't believe I said Tony Parker first. I apologize to the basketball <laughs> gods. All the different, all the different Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Spurs teams in various combinations right. over the years. None of the teams in the West are the caliber of those teams, including your Memphis Grizzlies right now, including the Denver Nuggets, who I picked to come out of the West. None; Those teams are not the caliber of those, those teams. teams. That is certainly true, I think. Is it, um, it, it as they did what they did during that 11-game winning streak uh, and what they did to Phoenix and, and looking like everything was coming together, were we starting to think, not, not that this team was those teams, but that, well, we starting to think that this team is, I, I, I don't know, like it, it, it's very clearly one of the two favorites to come out of the West? We'll be starting to think differently about them because um, of that body of work that they were assembling. I, I think there's such a separation in the regular season between Denver-Memphis and the rest of the conference. I think we were thinking that. I was still, and I keep waiting for Golden State um, to, to sort right. of put it together, and I think there's still time. I still think the Warriors, you know, come playoff time, if they're whole, I, 
I put not too far behind them, assuming that they get into the top six and their seating is decent, especially if they can get up in the top three or four. Um, but but the other thing I would say about the Grizzlies, and I don't know if in if in your your absence you, you got around in my mailbag column, I would certainly forgive you if you hadn't, because it's like you know three thousand words. Um, <laughs> but my lead, the lead, the, the question that I that I took as the I used as the lead item was was about. You know, would it be unusual? Would the Grizzlies' youth be unusual for a team that wins the title? And the answer yeah. is very, very much so. Is. Yeah. And so, you know, they're they're ahead of they're still ahead of schedule, and maybe you know that 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 sounds like an excuse, but it's just true. Like, there's never. I looked at so John Morant's twenty three. How many how many players age twenty three or younger have been the the true best player, the lead guy on a title team? And the answer is you can count it on one hand. Um, and and then the second and third best players on this team, you know, however you want to order it, Jaron Jackson's 23, Desmond Bates 24, that's a combined 70 years old of three your three top players. How many teams that young have ever won a title with their top three players that young? The answer is one, maybe. And so... The maybe? The maybe, there's a Spurs team that, one of the Spurs teams that won, um, Tim Duncan was 26, this is their Tim Duncan's second title. He was 26, Tony Parker was 20, which really a thumb yeah. on the scale, and then... You know, it depends on who you want to say the third best player on that team. Historically, you would say Manu Ginobili, but if you actually look at that team that year, it was Steven Jackson who was 24. So that team was also 70, but Tim Duncan was 26 winning the right. second title. Right. So effectively, they were not as young as this team. And so but the answer is nobody. Nobody's ever won a title with, with a core this young. And so that's one of the reasons why I still, like, you know, I, I sort of think Denver is more likely. You know, Denver fits the, Denver fits the paradigm more. Nikola Jokic is 26. Maybe he's 27. I think he's 27. Aaron Gordon's 27. Jamal Murray's 25. Right. That is more typical, right, of the teams that break through. This gets to, we were talking about expectations. At right. what point uh, the, the the teams that are on the rise, at what point does the fan base and the national conversation start to be, what's wrong with this team? It can't ba- break through. And, and, and. In some ways, it doesn't matter. That's just that's just noise, one yeah, way yeah. or another. It doesn't really matter. What matters more is the patience of the front office. At what point we they think they you should actually be winning a title. At what point they decide right. to go all in. But it is interesting that, given that they are so much ahead of schedule, what if the schedule historically does the schedule the, change because they're already here? Or do, what is, does the schedule might change? But maybe the schedule catches up with you before you ever break all the way through. Right. Well, that that, that right. is more likely to be the case. We'll see, and so again, again, we'll see on this. I, I, I mean, the, what I would look for is last season they fell short of their seeding. To me, it was not a big deal, given how young they are, given right. the series they had against the Warriors, given all the injury and COVID and all the other issues. Like I thought, they acquitted themselves fine, even though they were the two seed and they lost in the second round. So where are they going to end up? They're going to be the one or the two, and where are they going to hit relative to their seeding? Right, and so if they're let's say they're the two seed. And they lose in the conference finals to a one seed Denver in a competitive series. Like I'm, I'm not going to think anything right. of that. What if they're the two seed again and they lose in the second round again, right? And then it's two years in a row where you fell short of your seeding. I think that would be a cause for legitimate disappointment. Now, would that be a cause for like you know you got to blow it up? Oh no, it wouldn't for me. For me. And right. so, so I would. It, it all this depends on how things actually happen. Of course, but I would preach general patience. I, I would look at a team like you know, like the Boston team that broke through last year. That that, that team, even though they were young, that 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 team did not have you know Zach Kleiman said at one point you know progress is not always linear. 
Well, that's true. You look at the Boston team, that's true. You look at you know this Denver team that was in the conference finals like two years ago, and then they hit back. I don't think my expectation is not a straight line up for this team. And so, you know, which is not to say that if you fall short again, you don't take a look at your team and maybe shake it up no, a little bit. I, but I, I actually think the front office will be right. patient. No, I, I agree. The all fans but to me, yes. this core, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, inner core, I have a lot of faith in that as a long-term proposition, and I think the, the the front office should and will have a lot of faith in that as a long-term proposition, regardless of how far it goes this season. It is interesting, though. Like, this – normally – I, I, I'm just saying this off the top of my head. Over the last 15 years, if the two seed were to stumble in the first or second round, that's surprising in the NBA. The NBA t- playoffs tend to be sort of predictable. Is my is yeah, my general I have to go feeling. back and look, but I don't. And know. I, I like, is there a team that like first round? You know, like I don't know who the Grizzlies. Are. Right now, they could get Golden State in the first round. Yes. Like you could get Golden State in the first round. You could right. get. Phoenix in the second round, you could get, like, they could easily lose in the first or second round. I assume nothing about the playoffs. Nothing about the girls' success in the playoffs. They could win a title, they could lose in the first round, and neither of those developments would be shocking to me. Yeah. And so I assume nothing. We'll see where they're at, who they get, what the draw is, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sacramento tonight, Sacramento's up to third. Third. Light light the beam. Light Light the the beam. beam. Tell people what light the beam means. That's I don't. I'm not even entirely Where's sure where it comes from. I don't even know it's technically what they do whether it's in the arena, outside the arena. I don't even know. Do you know the answer to that? Jeffrey, do you know the light the beam story? I thought it was at the like one of the backsides of the arena. Okay, so it's outside, but yeah. it's an actual beam that they light when they win, when a, game. They win a game. It's like hang the flag. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. W flag. Light the, the beam. So uh, so so they light the beam and, rep- and rep- you know we should we could light the bridge or whatever when the Grizzlies win. Um, but the Kings, man, the Kings are third in the West. I thought they were going to be a play-in team. I I, I I had a heavy over on the Kings to the degree that I do that stuff. Yeah. I had a heavy over on the Kings. I was a big believer in the Kings. I didn't think they were going to be third in the West, and that's partly about the West. But, like, they're good. Who do you think sits out tonight? Uh, I haven't seen injury reports for anybody, yeah. so I don't know. Yeah, uh, That's a good question, though. It's second night of a back-to-back. That's the thing. Now, now they have, you know— they got past that with Jaron. They got past past that with Desmond. And so, it's a theoretical matter. They don't automatically. They're not automatically not sitting, sitting anybody. anybody. It's on now, top of the arena, by the way. Okay. And so that doesn't mean that they won't decide to sit somebody in this game. But it is not. It's no longer ingrained in their in their strategy on for any of these players on on back to backs. Um. All right. Uh, moving on. You were at the Lisa Marie. You covered the. Lisa Marie uh, Memorial, Memorial Service yep. yesterday, um, uh, and I, I was really struck in the piece that you wrote um, that there's the lyrics of one song that that uh, her debut single, her lone top her, forty hit. It's her lone top forty hit and yep. her debut single. Yep, from but she didn't want to write or whatever. What's it called? It's called Lights Out. And, you know, it was the, whoever the producer of the album was, was like, you should write something about, like, you know, about being Lisa Marie Presley and about all that. And she didn't want to do it. And they wanted her to do it. Obviously, they wanted her to do it. And she, in an interview from the time, a newspaper interview from the time, she said something, I have the quote on there, but she said something like, you know, I, I, I just wrote out, I wrote out the whole thing, like, in 30 minutes, sort of right. angrily or, you know, right. resistant, resisting the whole time. But to me, it's it's a very like blunt, truthful. Oh kind my of thing. God! Listen yeah. to the lyrics here. You quoted them, and people can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Someone turned the lights out there in Memphis. That's where my family's buried and gone. 
Last time I was there, I noticed a, I noticed a space left next to them there in Memphis in the damn back lawn. Yep. Her space. Yeah. And, she and so she had there. written about this ruefully in this in, the, in her own her own record her own record um, had acknowledged this ruefully and obviously over the years it wasn't like you know like her, her son died two years ago and her son is there and so it's not so, like yeah, it, it's but it's, it sounds like this was resentful and angry a little bit about it but she obviously decided oh, yes. is the point you made that she decided to bury her son there yes. and she decided and, and, that she should be buried. and thus herself and and has and you know embraced this as her family legacy even though she was sort of rueful about it at that point and so i don't see those things as a conflict but i think it's interesting to me to me if you're aware of that song as i was that chorus was sort of inescapable in the moment right. that this is happening yeah and what was the scene yesterday um, it was very cold. It was cold and damp. Um, there was they, they had a tent set up. The actual memorial happened under a tent right in front of the house. Like, so, so you have the the driveway that goes up past the front door. So, right on the other side of that driveway, they had the tent set up with the stage and for the family and friends who were like actual participants in the memorial. I don't. I'm bad at eyeballing estimates, but right. under one or two hundred people maybe there. Then they had meteorizers behind that for media covering it, and then they had a rope on the other side of the driveway going all the way down to the gate, a rope set up for public people. The public was invited, but they had to stay behind the rope. And there was at least a thousand, I don't know, maybe it was thousands, plural, but I would say at How least, much at media least was a thousand. There? Just local there, or was there national No, media no, there? there was a lot. There was like, you know, CNN and Fox and there was some Australian stuff. And right. yeah, no, there was some national and international. And media who were the well. celebrities who were there, the recognizable names? Um, in terms of, who participated in the memorial, um, uh, Sarah Ferguson, I was corrected by one of our editors that they, they don't, apparently they lose their last names when they become royalty. I don't understand any <laughs> of that stuff. I wrote it, Sarah Ferguson. Or so she, she doesn't have a last name anymore. She's Sarah She's blah, the blah, blah, blah. of York. Whatever. She was there um, and spoke. And then um, Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses, Alanis Morissette, and Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins, all three performed musically. Um, beyond that, in terms of trying to eyeball, like as people right. come in, like you know, I didn't, I recognized you know Jim Strickland and Steve Cohen, and I recognized <laughs> Boz Lerman who directed the movie and Austin Butler who stars in the recent movie. Beyond that, there wasn't a lot of like random celebrity sightings if you care about. And that. then the th- thousand or thousands or whatever it was of people who were there, do you get the sense these are just they were Elvis fans or these were Memphis? Do you have any sense like who? I didn't go do man on the street right. interviews. Yeah. I hate man on the yeah. street interviews. Um, I hate taking a random quote from someone right. and, and making it and asserting that it represents right. whatever. No, I just wondered looking uh, around. Was it an older crowd? Was it? It was not as old of a crowd as the candlelight vigil crowd. I didn't okay. think no. And so I, I think a mix. I don't think. I think it was. Le- I think Elvis fandom was part of that. But I think it was general. People love celebrity. People just right. love celebrity, and they love. Right. You know, uh, when a celebrity dies, people get way more interested in that celebrity than they ever were when they were alive, right. and that happens across the board, right? Well, and then to have a celebrity who you knew as a, ba- it's like the Kennedys. Yeah. You know, it's a little right. bit. There's an element of that. There's we an American royalty, the American of on, the, on the yeah. front lawn of the White House kind of thing, right? Uh, Easter egg hunts or something, and then they die in a yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.